Hello and welcome to VIP Boxing's podcast, episode nine zero ninety. Uh, we were, we were, well, we were ten off of one hundred. I don't know how we got to ninety, but we have somehow. Anyway, if you're watching on YouTube um, and download us on, you can watch us YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Leave us a review, all that. Most importantly, please subscribe to VIP Boxing Bell to Bell YouTube. Um, or BRP Boxing's YouTube. And a lot of people look at the clips we put up every day on Twitter. If you can all go on to YouTube and subscribe, that would help us even more. You know me, Steve Lillis. As always, John Evans and his famous, one of his famous posters and some um, motor scooter helmet in the background there. And tonight, special guest is Mr. VIP himself. He's come off the subs bench, Steve Wood. We've dragged him in. We tried our best to get Zell for Barrett, but... Um, as John and myself were talking earlier, trying to tr- get Zelfa to pick up a phone or even get him on a Zoom is pretty much impossible. Of course, he's got a world title fight to prepare for as well. Steve, thanks for coming on at short notice. Not a problem. I'm always here, super sub for you, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> we, were, we were saving you for episode 100 because you've got to be the guest on your own podcast then. But is there any chance you, you might track Zelfa down for us this week and... Get him I'll for see, next week. I'll see he'll do it next week for you. I mean, I was struggling today with him because I know he's out in Liverpool sparring. So, um, you know, he's got his, his mind uh, fully focused on his world title fight November the 5th. So, uh, if we can give him a bit of notice, uh, we might get him for next week. Yeah, when you talk about notice there, Steve, was there any hesitance in taking the fight for the world IBF World Super Featherweight title at pretty short notice? No, no, we've got six weeks and he's been training and he was looking for the fight and um, he, he, he was, you know, half fit already. So, um, you know, um, it's good. He had the momentum of the fitness going and that. now he's in full swing. I mean, he's done 12 rounds to sparring a couple of times already. Um, he'll, be, uh, he'll be bang on, on for November the 5th. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if there's one thing about Zelfa, Steve, he lives it, doesn't he? You know, yeah. that's the benefit, isn't it, isn't it, of staying in the gym all year round and, and it being your day job because Zelfa's never out of shape and a lot yeah. of people miss out on chances because they're not fit, don't they? Yeah, and do you, know, do you know what? He's had a nutritionist for the last, like, 12 months now and that's made a big difference into him yeah. as well and he's not, he's not like, blowing up and anything like that in between the fights. So, uh, as you say, he's an ultimate professional and uh, he, he's got a desire that I wish some other people had, yeah? Yeah, he would. Bring back them kids out of that gym. I don't think Pat doesn't have it anyway. It's living the gym or, or it's his way or the highway, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I spoke to Pat actually about it the other day and they know it's a tough fight, but Pat said, if you're not ready now, when will you be ready? And for Pat to take it, because Pat, we know what Pat's like with some opponents, don't we? He holds his lads back until he's fully ready. So for Pat to jump at it as well, I think Pat's got a bit of confidence, but it's going to be a tough fight. But if yeah. you come through it, he's right at the top of a tr- top of a tree, isn't he? Yeah, listen, you don't get world, world title fights um, with Christmas crackers, do you? No, no. All right, then we'll, we'll we'll press on. Then you know how this works, Steve. And John's got his clock, bell, and all that. And uh, something you're what you're you'll be interested. We're interested to listen to is Steve because round one for John is the VIP tournament you've got launching in November. Fire yeah, away, it's, John. It's more getting Steve's thoughts on it, really, because. Not a lot of people in the world of the internet seem to be talking about it, but around here, I think people are, are excited by it, aren't they? We've got um, pretty much two semi-finals and a final. 
Um, we, who have we got? We've got Reese Wood fighting Casey Brown. We've got Owen Kirk fighting Johnny Boy Keeley. And it's it's really putting these young lads you've got who've built little unbeaten records, Steve, it's putting them on the spot, isn't it? Seeing if they want to do it and seeing who's going to come out of this little tournament as one to really watch and get behind. It'll be good for their fans. It'll be good for the shows. It's good for the kids themselves. It's like a, a no-lose situation, really, for everybody. And fingers crossed, it gets a little bit of momentum behind it and we can see it in a few other divisions as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's something I've been talking about for a while and then uh, you don't do it. But, you know, with these kids, they, they all have a similar record. I think Owen's now got another a six-rounder, whereas the, the others haven't. And, and the idea was to uh, get them all one six round at each. They'd have been all five and oh, and then put, put them together. But, you know, um, Reese Woods has lost, which was unexpected on, on, on the last time there. As you say, um, Owen went away for the first time. We got a six, six rounder out of him there. And Casey was on in Blackpool and he got called off. And Johnny Boy Keeley was on in Blackpool and he, he got a little niggle. So uh, it all fell out of sync, but chatting to him, and it was all keen for it. And, you know, it makes sense because obviously on these little shows here, they've got to be selling tickets. And, uh, you know, when when they're paying for the, the opponents on the six rounders, it, it, it's a few quid and a few tickets. And so to get two kids selling on both sides works for me as a, as a promoter. But it also works that the fans know that they're going to see good fights and uh, I think that's that's what we've been missing on these small old shows, isn't it? You know, uh, too many kids just want to turn up with a kit bag, get an easy win and then go on holiday for two weeks, tell everyone yeah. they're a professional yeah. boxer undefeated and, you know, no one wins in the long term with that. So uh, I'm having to be a little bit harder on the kids these days and to be fair... The majority of them are accepting it and, and, and agreeing they've got to go in with fights. You know what I like about it, Steve? Also, Reese Woods had a loss. Owen Kirk's had the win and loss against Jake Bray. Now, you know, them two, they could easily mope or just look for a couple absolute soft four-rounders to come back in, but they're going straight into this. And the thing I think is important to get across here as well is not just the two winners fight, the two losers fight in the semi-final. So is it in the on finals night? Is that right, Steve? Yeah, yeah. So what we've got is two six rounders. The two winners will fight in an eight rounder, and we're going to get a little trophy for them. And then the two losers will fight each other in a in a, in a six rounder. So you know, all four of them are guaranteed two, two fights, and you know uh, that's good for the kids as well. That they you know uh, they can keep active, and you know they're obviously going to be in a good fight. So. Um, Help develop them for maybe when they've got to go on to TV shows. Yeah, round two, Steve, you're going to continue talking. Your first topic, Troy Williamson against Josh Kelly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was looking at the board's notices and obviously that's been made now for the uh, 2nd of December. And I was just thinking, what a great fight that is. And, and it's intriguing, isn't it? You know, um, just doing a little bit of homework there. Troy, Troy's 31. I didn't realise he was old as that. So, you know... From his point of view, um, British champion and uh, on a roll, you know, never never lost in 20 fights, just had one draw, which was with my lad flatly, and that was one of the best fights I've ever seen that. And then um, Keller, even though he's 28, he's not been a pro that long, um, probably got rushed into the, the David Avenesian fight and, and felt short. So it's like, you know, 
he actually started off well, didn't he, and crumbled in that fight. Um, is it going to be a repeat of that with Chai Williamson? Or as the extra couple of fights he had and an, an experience and uh, obviously maturing now into a into a, a light middle instead of a welterweight, um, is he going to um, react well and 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 school try? You know what I mean? It, it, it's possible for them either or that. I just wondered what you kids thought because it's a top fight for for Newcastle. This. I tell you what, I love you call me a kid, Steve. I, I love that, man. I think I'm a few months older than you, but it's brilliant. I'll accept that. But uh, no, in, um, you know what, what's amazing? I think John might agree with me here. After the last Olympic cycle, you look, if someone said it, it would be almost make or break for Josh Kelly after 15 yeah. fights, you wouldn't have believed it. When he turned over, I thought he was going to be the one out of all that cycle that become a superstar. But it's not to be, you know, Williamson's wildly exciting. I fancy Williamson strongly. The only thing that not concerns me that's always been on my mind with Troy is how he makes 11 stone. Now, I think it was Buncey I was talking to last year. And when he turned over, they were actually thinking of starting him at middleweight and just growing. He's mm. absolutely enormous at the weight. Um, you know, as you said, Steve, he's 31. And it's how, how hard it must be for him getting down to 11 stone. Really is, but I've, I've found I've got to be honest. I fancy Troy. You've got to go on what you've seen as a professional, and I fancy Troy big. Yeah, he's been battle hardened, Troy, hasn't he? You know, yeah. if he is struggling at the weight, he wouldn't have got through that fight with Ted Cheeseman. Good point. That's one of the most horrendous, brutal fights I've ever seen. Kelly, he started off well with Avenesian, but he came apart quickly, didn't he? You know, it all went wrong in about a round and a half that night, and. So there's going to be that excitement in there. Even if Kelly gets off seven rounds and he's looking good, could it all go apart late? I, I'd pick Troy. I think he probably hits too hard. He's too too strong, too relentless, too tough. But what a fight. What an atmosphere that'll be as well up in Newcastle. Round three, Deontay Wilder. We get Wilder about him. Um, look, the shot the other night against Hellenius, I had to watch it about four times before I actually caught it. I mean, it was incredible. You know, it would just come from about no no distance at all, not even full power. But, you know, what? A, and it's amazing how he's reinvented himself PR-wise as well, where he's gone from this guy who said he wanted a body on his record to, to um, you know, crying at press conferences, going to see, making sure he films him embracing the guy he's beaten. He's almost been reinvented. And you know what? You you talk to anyone, you know, in, in the industry, promoters, boxers, managers, you never see anyone say they dislike him. And, it, it, and I, you know, him at that weight, well, you know, losing all that weight makes him even more of a dangerous proposition. Um, well, he was fantastic the other night. Suddenly, him versus Fury 4 is a big, 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 big money fight for both of them again. Uh, the game seems in love with him. The only thing I will say the other night, we didn't see enough to know whether, whether he is shot when he gets it on the chin these days. But sensational the other night. And, you know, we were, we were all fans of him this podcast, John. We were talking about him last week. And it's great to see the loving for Deontay Wilder. I love Deontay Wilder. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, there's still not a heavyweight on the planet you could confidently back to beat him. And I know Fury, Fury's beat him twice, but even in the last fight, he still had him down twice. And if, if they made Fury Wilder four, there'd be a lot of people picking Wilder to chin him. That yeah. power at 214 pounds is crazy. And yeah. you know what? I'm starting to think he might be the best knockout artist ever. 
I know they used to throw that around, didn't yeah, they? Right. And people used to laugh because he'd fought bums. But I think he is. I, I think there's not been anyone who's got that lights out power uh, like Deontay Wilder. It, and, and that's what brilliant. people want. Yeah. yeah, so he's had 42 KOs out of his 43 wins, hasn't he? So, <laughs> no, what else has got a record like that? And, you know, that's what everyone likes about him. He's a puncher, isn't he? You know, he, as you say, after Fury, he's obviously had a draw and two losses, which is only the, the blemishes on his record. He's got to be the number one heavyweight in the world. You know, yeah. uh, you'd fancy him against us. You'd fancy him against Joshua, you know. So, yeah, uh, of course you would. Absolutely, mm. Steve. You know what? It's almost like yesterday when you watch Man City-Liverpool. That game left you no doubt who the best two teams in the country are. There's no doubt they're the best two heavyweights in the world. I know people are putting Joyce second and all that now, but absolutely... the. You know, you watched that the other night. He's the second best heavyweight in the world. And as you say, John, more people would pick Wilder to beat Fury than they would any other fighter against Fury. Yeah, no doubt whatsoever. Round four, John. What's happened, George? Yeah, George Cambosis. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I was sat at work today and I was thinking, I can't remember a drop-off in a fighter like George Cambosis. You know when he came over and fought Lee Selby? He looked a right handful, didn't he? I, he? He picked that decision against Selby. Some people thought Selby won and all that, but Cambosis looked like a nightmare. Then he, he turns up and he, he does Teofimo Lopez. He's just a ball of energy and aggression nonstop. The money's... I don't know if the money's got to him. Yeah. I don't know if he started thinking too much of himself, all the, the bullshit he comes out of at press conferences. He's thinking too much about stuff. Maybe he's got one foot in the retirement home. He's got more money than he ever dreamed he'd get. I've got no idea, but from the, the all-action ball of aggression, who was never going to be denied to what we've seen in the last two fights in his hometown for the undisputed title, I can't think of a, a fighter who's dropped off quite as badly as that. And I, I know Haney's good and he was brave to get to the end, but that's all it was, wasn't it? It was a survival mission. And I, I just thought, what a disappointment, because I thought we had a few years of exciting fights from Cambosis. You know what, John? I, I look, we don't know his makeup outside. It isn't like if it was a British fighter, would have more of an idea. We don't know what he's like away from boxing, you know. Um, but you know what? I think he got not lucky. Lopez completely overlocked him. He really turned up that night. He then got the two fight contract with Cambosis. He was so handily beaten in the first fight. I think in his own mind, he almost knew the second fight with a cash out. Just that, you know, and even now, there's still fights from out there where he can go to America and earn a lot of money against someone like Jojo Diaz. You know, he's been the distance twice with Hanny and he's a, he beat Lopez. That's still there. He's still going to make money. I just think he's cashed out on the career. From You know, I'm on the outside looking in, and that's what I believe, that Cambosos has cashed out on. Yeah. Listen, I, I don't believe he was that good, to be honest with you. I don't mean he was brought over here to, to lose to Selby and managed yeah. to beat him. Selby gone up from featherweight to, to lightweight. Wasn't the fighter that he was. He got a win there. He's hit the jackpot with, with, with Lopez. Won the, won the lottery over there, hasn't he? And exactly as you said, Lopez completely overlooked him and uh, didn't turn up or had weight issues. But uh, I've not actually seen Haney fight from, from, from the weekend. But once he come against someone as as good as him, I always thought he was, he was, he was going to get schooled and he has done twice and uh, good luck to him. As I say, he's hit the lottery. He's given massively paid in those two fights and uh, I don't think we'll see him again. No, I, I, do you know what? I, I didn't think he'd beat 
Shakur Stevenson. I didn't think he'd beat a Haney, but I thought they'd both had brands for with him. I, I just thought that Willie had in those two fights and the way he talked and the way he went about it, he just looked like an absolute horrible night's work for anybody. But it's just turned out the complete and utter opposite. But where he's was he? Well, been an easy night's work twice, only for Haney. Where was his defense the other night, though? I mean, I've only seen bits of it. Um, look through himself, like, the right hand, you just couldn't miss him. Right hand, you know, he was getting it with the right and he wasn't thinking to take a step to his own right when it was coming. But yeah. anyway, Rudy, your second subject, um, Denzel Bentley fighting Zanny Beck. Alim Carnold for the WBO middleweight title in November. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It just made, made me think on that one because uh, Bentley has, has kind of come through really, really well. He um, beat Efren after drawing with him, didn't he? And uh, looked decent. And they, they pushed him a little bit too far into to Felix Cash. And then he, he's come back with two two great wins and, and he's the British champion. And I'm just wondering, is uh, this Pakistani kid just too much for him? Is this, is it just like, have you got someone that, that you could work with and bring him through to European level and then, then the world level? Or at 27, is it just too good of an opportunity to turn down? I mean, I'm looking at him and thinking, he's improved every time I've seen him and, and there'd be room to do something with him. And obviously... You know, uh, sometimes, and I've done it in the past, you, you've kept people, I mean, like I kept Jamie Moore at British title level too long and um, should, have, should have moved him on. I've learned from, from those mistakes. But it's like, is there opportunity too good to turn down for him? Or would we have kind of let that Bentley grow into to a, a better fighter? I mean, he might go over and win, which would be tremendous, but uh, can't see it. No, look, he's not just going up a level. He's going up to the other end of the spectrum from Linus Udofia and Marcus Morrison. I love Denzel as a person. I think he's a very good fighter. But you know what? I think he's looking at that money. He's always wanted, I mean, I believe, a house in Battersea Village. You know, he's had some really good paydays so far. He's earned well. John knows him a lot better than me. I think he's the sort of guy who would have looked after his money. He still lives on the same estate he spent a lot of his life on. You know, people who come from Battersea, that's because I am. Battersea Village is the place you aspire to live in. And this fight, most probably, and there'll be more fights after this still, even if he loses, it's still, you know, the Hamza Shiraz fight, you know, most probably goes a long way towards buying a house or a really nice flat in that area. So I don't blame him for taking it. But I think, you know, it look, on paper, it looks a mission impossible. What, what mate, would you think he's taking it? John, you know him really well. Yeah. You fight for money, don't you? And I think yeah. they offered it him and I won't say the number, but it's a not bad payday, is it? And I, he, he might think, well, I might not see that money ever again. But I'm like, with you, Steve, I think Denzel could be good. And I would have liked to have seen him get another British title defence and keep that belt and then look at a European title fight. But will he get another, Will you ever get another chance to fight for a world title? And I think they've probably just thought, if it goes wrong, there's still the Hamza Shiraz fight. There's still other fights there. If it goes right, you're a superstar, aren't you? But yeah, I, I think there's a lot there with Denzel. And it, I, in an ideal world, it would have been another year, but we're not in an ideal world. You we? speak, you speak to him, John, a bit. Do you get? Do you get? No, is he confident? Since the fight got announced. Oh, you haven't spoke to him, no. No, no, I must ring him this week. But um, yeah, well, I think we know why he took it. It's a, it's a world title shot for the best payday you've ever had. So you know what? If he gets out of boxing, then he's bought a house in Battersea, where Battersea Village is on the Thames, right next to the park. He's done very, very well for himself. Yeah. Round six, um, talk about, you know, 
momentum at the moment with women's boxing. Uh, after the weekend, Shields, Savannah Marshall, it sold out. The O2 looked great. Uh, but how many of these big shows can boxing support in this country of women only like that? Where you're going to get a two million audience on the sky? You know, we're going to get to the stage where a boxer are signing a female stable, quite a strong one. Eddie's got a, a big, ferocious female stable. Their fighters aren't going to meet. How many fights, you know, f- big female only shows can big time TV sustain a year, do you think? And that, that was magnificent, the fight the other night, by the way, just talking about it briefly. I just thought Marshall in the first round might have been shocked that Shields actually had power. Yeah. On, I think Marshall come out a bit too relaxed and stayed too relaxed all through through the fight. You know, this little death shoulder roll and uh, rolling in and the feet looked a bit out of place instead of stamping down. And, you know, if she's a puncher, she needs to to plant her feet and uh, and, and dig the jab in. But um, apart from that, you know, she, she did, did really, really well against someone who's obviously very, very good. But, you know, I'd been out, I come back and that was the only fight I got to see. But yeah. the emphasis of them both was great. The arena looked great. Um, I'm glad to be proven wrong because I wouldn't have thought that had happened with women's boxing and uh, fair play to everyone in, involved in it. But um, I, I don't think you, you'd get more than one a year of them. If you, if you can get one a year of them. You need personalities, don't you? You need yeah. characters. And they had Baumgartner. She's, you know, she's made for it, isn't she? She's, she's come over from America as a nobody and... She's just took to it like a duck to water. And Maya's on Sky Sports all the time. Yeah. Shields is Shields. And Marshall's become a knockout artist. And it was just lightning in a bottle, that. I'm not sure how many fights there are that are like that. You know, where the personalities and the characters and the styles all come together and you can put two fights on. It might not happen for a long time, but the rate these girls are coming on at, it might take another two years. It might take another 18 months, but you'll see more and more in the future. Tell you what, as well, um, Ben Shalom and the boxer team, they got it. He's got a good team behind him, Ben Shalom. People like John with shoes on, Richard Maynard, Matty Lawless, who used to be a Daily Mail journalist. And um, they got it bang on how they sold both fights. The first time before it got cancelled or delayed because of, um, was it the Queen, the, the Queen's funeral, was it? Um, or was it uh, the, 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 the death of the death she died? Yeah, the passing of the Queen. That they got the way they sold it right, the way they made the statement when it was postponed the first time, and the way it went last week. You know, with you know the the images of Michaela Mayer and Baum Gordon. I think Baum Garden went a long way towards selling that as well last week. I think the images of them, the way they were in interviews, was fantastic. I think you know that they sold the show fantastically. Sky and Boxer. Yeah, yeah. If you just need. I think it's just waiting for... Can you imagine the first girl who comes along now who's cleaning people out? Yeah. Can you imagine someone just bursting onto the scene, taking taking people out? A female Tyson. She's going to be an absolute megastar. Yeah. There's somebody out there who's going to burst hey, on the scene and do it. I'm watching Dee Allen. She went the distance the other night, but yeah. I think she dropped her opponent again. I'm not sure. Although, looking at the scorecards, it suggests she did. I think she might be the one. She really... Because with Dee, I think she could also be the one that gets beaten in fights as well in, in seesaw fights. You only have to see her debut. She's, she's, she's the female fighter that's really exciting me at the moment. Yeah. She's like a female but, David Kid Dynamite Walker, is she? 
You know what? She's from East London. She's from South. He's from South London. But yeah, pretty much. You know what? That's not that's not a bad analogy. And David Walker, I like that as well. Yeah, I I just hope we get to the stage where you know when they've had these twelve fights and then getting in world title fights, they've had some good fights, haven't they? Because the competition is 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 piss poor, isn't it? You know, and uh, one stack gets better, and the like higher level learning fights for them, you know, we all know that we're going to get a good fight, whereas, you know, you, you're seeing fights now, you're not sure what you're going to get. So it can, all, it can only get better than, um, as I say, I, I wasn't a lover of the women's boxing, but I'm getting one over with it. All right, then, well, Woody's getting one over by women's boxing. and Woody's more old school than any of us. So I think Woody, Woody being bowled over by women's boxing is where we should end this tonight. Thanks, John, as always. Thanks, Steve. And thanks, everyone who's tuning in, downloading or whatever. Thank you very much. For all boxing info, news and latest interviews, Amateur and Pro, across and off, click and subscribe. VIP Boxing Promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.